Sit down. Let them union workers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, North, we are. And I'm now Cat. Hang on. Going job, Kenny. Oh, they're so small, they only have 2%. Going job. You're not doing a good job. Wow, we got the low rate of land over here. Damn cowboy. Let me roll them up. I'm a Florida redneck. Over here. I didn't deserve cowboy in my life. Sit down. You don't need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Hey, guys! A little start with that shit. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. Now, your host... What up, man, and welcome to the bath. This is your host, Fumani Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? <laughs> and I'm Jobo Cat. And Jobo Cat. <laughs> Where's the manor at tonight? We have the manor here with us tonight? Present. Oh, present. <laughs> he's present. He's, he's on time. Bueller. <laughs> right you, on time. You know, he's good. He's on, Fine. off, yeah. on, he's, off, on, off. Fry. He's so well-mannered, too. You he know is. what I mean? To let everybody know that he's present. Present. Know? Bueller. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Anybody guy. else? Let's move on from that. Anybody right? else got Nobody Bueller? Nobody gets your redneck jokes. No, oh, come on. You I got a redneck and not. I get them. I'm the redneck don't even know you're a joke. That's why I get my language. Yeah. I'm from Kentucky, bro. Thank you, Joe. I get you. Thank you, Joe. I get you, Ray Ray. Thank you. All right. Somebody said that. Well, Mike's from Maine, dude. He's not redneck. No, he's hillbilly. I think we clarified that. Maine is Maine, bro. That's why I left it. That's all that lobster guy. (laughs) We ain't had no lobster down here in this redneck world. That's coming back in a couple months. Well, you guys got you guys got the lobsters without the claws down here. You get them rock lobsters. Oh my gosh, that'd be considered like a welfare lobster where I'm from. (laughs) John, remember when you only only get the tail, you don't get the claws, guys. You couldn't Mm, good tonight. You couldn't afford the lobster. Remember when when we went to the Ford garage and what I what I what I ask? Oh yeah, he went to the the Ford garage getting dinner. He's they got lobster mac on the menu, and Mike's like, "Yeah, but is this lobster from Maine?" <laughs> the girl's like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> I don't. I think I think it's from Maine. Mike's like, "Well, could you really go and check because uh, could you ask the I chef? want to clarify that this is actually really Maine lobster." Oh, oh my god! Did you really ask that? I did. Oh, so the girl, the poor girl goes in the back, comes back out. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't mess around with lobster. This is Maine lobster, and in between the time of her leaving and coming back, he's like, "Well, I don't know if I'm gonna." I'm like, Dude, you're getting the lobster. No, back I now, was dude. getting it. Oh, you're getting a lobster. Back. And then the guy's like, "I'm like, yeah, I want to get a bite of that because check it out." He waits. He's down to like his last three bites. He looks over and he goes, "Hey, dude, did you want to get a bite of this?" <laughs> There's ain't much lobster left. He picks it up. <laughs> I mean, I think there was like a shred she got a great tip. Don't worry. Shred for, all for all that work she did. For all that work she did. Mike, I'll she pass on that tip. lobster man. 0.2 ounces of lobster for you, yeah. Johnny. No, I thought you were talking about Damn Josh. No, Damn Josh. No, Damn Josh. He got something with barbecue sauce on it like he always does. <laughs> Josh has always got that look on his face. Josh that makes shitty me ner- grin yeah. all the time. Josh makes me You know me he nervous. just did something. He says he's a cook, but he puts barbecue sauce on everything. Oh, man. He's got no barbecue sauce. Well, I mean, yeah. Really I mean, nothing I mean, wrong with that. Tell you what, right? a little sweet baby and Ray's covers a multitude Bro, of things. You, you got it, that right. If you, cook, if, you cook, yeah. hey, if you cook a good steak, do you put barbecue sauce on it? Like a steak? Absolutely yeah, if you not. cook a steak, a good steak, do you put barbecue sauce on it? Uh, de- well, it depends on, you know, the quality of the steak. Okay, but- what I just say? A good steak. Okay, a good steak. Yeah. Yeah. No. Josh puts barbecue sauce on a five star steak. He puts I don't put anything on a steak if it's uh, cooked that's, right. That's a little, a little overkill there, Josh. I got yeah. one thing to say about that. Pump the hate breaks. What? Damn it, Josh. Damn it, no. Josh. Damn it. <laughs> no, I can't. I do love it. me some damn it, Josh, man. He done good. He's doing oh good. He's been going to the gym with us. He's going to the gym. He's our, actually, he's our, he's our personal trainer. 
You know, what? yeah, he he nominated himself as a personal trainer. He did let and, me know. You know, you know oh, so him and Mike had a vote together, <laughs> and then they let me know when I showed up to the gym that personal he let me know his that he's a personal personal trainer. You know, his history. Oh, yeah. I used to work out all the time, and I was like, okay. And he's now coming up with all these exercises. So, and then him and Mike go back out. and forth over text message about what. Well, what are we doing tonight? He's like, well, we're going to do this. Mike says, well, what about this? He goes, I don't know. Well, we don't have to do that. Well, what about, I don't know. Like, dude. It sounds like he's wanting to do what he's wanting to do. Josh said, no, we're we're doing legs tonight. We're doing legs. I tell you what, from that that last podcast, y'all were talking about that whole hip spreading, leg gapping, all that crap. I don't know, Uh, man. You better get a new personal trainer. I tell you what, I was a little nervous. I had to get counseling. I was having some bad dreams. I did get a phone call from John. I'm sure he'll tell you about it afterwards. When when Josh is on the hip abductor and when he's doing that particular (laughs) thing, just tack a picture of it and we'll put that out on the battle podcast. (laughs) He'll stop that real quick. I mean, I didn't know if, uh, you know, the hip of Josh is going back to prison mm. ministry with money going to exercise. I told you the last episode, I caught him whispering in his ear. I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on here. You do putting these exercises oh, on. Damn it, Josh is yeah. a hip inductor. Yeah, something's not right here. So mm. Just joking. Love you, Josh. Don't get your feelings hurt. If you do, just man up and deal with it. Love you. Hey, the picture, yeah. Johnny. <laughs> Guess what? What, dude? What? <laughs> I heard. That this the producer's laughing much. in the mic. Do you see the producer laughing in the mic? I mean, what's my cousin freaking hip abductor? Oh my God. The producer's laughing in the mic. All I can picture is y'all's brains playing peekaboo out of y'all's shorts doing that hip abductor thing, man. The hip abductor. Damn it, Josh. That'll be the last time we do that. I used to think Mike was very smart to like how small his brain was. Oh my God. Rated R for mature audiences only. Did you hear what I said, Fritzy? I used to think Mikey was real smart till I saw how small his brain was. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. This is a podcast, and I'm going to watch what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Why? Nobody else does. Yeah. Oh. All great points, Fritz. Yeah. Oh, good night. Good oh, night. Jeez. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can? Exactly. Yeah, I don't take myself too seriously. It's a good thing. Yeah, no kidding. It costs me more money. Wouldn't matter. We can listen to you anyway. <laughs> He's just a producer. So, we have a new country. Really? We do. Maynard, do you know what the new country is? Hong Kong. Yeah. Hong Kong, baby. Woo. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome. A couple podcasts ago. I would play the claps, but I don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't it's have It's a good we'll thing he doesn't have what? podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you don't have the clap. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple podcasts ago, you said, hey. Where are our Asian people? Right. And, the and Maynard, I realized that, you know, India is in Asia and I felt real stupid. <laughs> but, but I, I, just, I, just because Maynard so eloquently pointed that out. Now there is absolutely no doubt in your mind that we have somebody. Listen, you got a, you got a lot Asia. of stones saying that to me when you think Alaska is a country. <laughs> Listen, it's I all, think we had geography. You might want to just stop it now. Not all, not all of us are geographically acquired. Geographically, yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay though. We will forgive you this. But we do. We've got, Excuse me. Joe, you're talking on me. This guy thinks Alaska. Me. Yeah, it's, it's a sad day. It is not part of the continental U.S. And what about the fact that, that we got was a $2 word in Australia? We've got 11 we got, now. It's good. I might. Yes. Good I might. We have seven in Australia. We have grown Australia. And you didn't run off all the Irish. No. Well, we Joe and I Irish. didn't run them off after I 
I'm not doing so that. Attempted an Irish accent. I'm not diving down. Love breath, you guys. You that guys breath are, of yours would run them off. I'm going to tell you right now. Lord. Bro. Uh, Haley <laughs> on it, brother. I told you guys last week, man. It's, it's tough. It was so bad last week. Johnny burped and Joe Bocop thought he farted. Dude, um, it was bad. That's bullshit. It was You're right. It is. <laughs> it is. Dude, it, I was always going to have John. to clear out of here. I Thank God none of us smoked because this place would have went up like a Bro, nuclear, I was, nuclear. I had to buy a new microphone. <laughs> he melted the damn thing. <laughs> Bro, I was eating cherries and eggs. What do you want? What oh, in the world? <laughs> I don't know what it was, Dude, but it was something crawled up and you would die. Eat what? And eggs? <laughs> Chorizo. I'm about to call the freaking funeral Chir- home, dude. What's wrong with you? Excuse me. Chorizo. What the hell is chorizo? What is it? It's, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a sausage. Yes. It's a Portuguese sausage. Yes. Yeah. No, Speak for yourself, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Irish, but I eat Portuguese. You know, that's the funniest thing is he was busting our balls Malaysian for eating a shepherd's pie like mm-hmm. three weeks ago. With oh, yeah. cheese on Because it. it's French. I'm it's Irish. I don't eat French. Cheese. And now he's eating Portuguese no. sausage. No, no, Come I've on. been what to an Irish restaurant and had shepherd's pie. I've told John this. Yeah, hold on now. I, I got to clarify something because Here we go. Ray has just so eloquently made himself known as a total redneck in this whole situation <laughs> because he totally misunderstood what I said during that podcast. He said that we had shepherd's pie. And I said, what's with we? I'm not French. I'm Irish. Oh, as in we, we. Oh, good Lord. And he's over here You're thinking, right. I think it was French ah, shepherd's right. pie. Dude, you're slow. I am slow. I missed that completely. Now, if anybody and anybody listening, I think we're gonna have to back up and rewind. We're yeah, gonna have no, to. So guys, hear this. guys, all of y'all out this whole there. Week, he's been, you've been thinking for three weeks that I thought I was eating French Shepherd's pie. What the hell's the matter? All of man? you guys out there <laughs> who what was that? Episode thirty-seven. I, I think believe it was. Go back, listen to episode thirty-seven, and if you pick that up, that John was saying. We we I didn't I, eat French. Well, you let us know. You said we had shepherd's pie, and I said no, we didn't have shepherd's pie. I'm Irish. I'm not French. I didn't have shepherd's pie. You guys did, and then you went on to say about well, why not? And I said, well, first of all, you know, it had cheese on it, and then Joey Jobo Joey. over here threw in there about Irish cheese. Well, yeah, duh. What was Carrie Gold? There you go. Come on, Carrie Gold is some shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> but I shout digress. out to Wild Cherry. You Love really you. went to a turn of phrase of literally saying "we" oui, to turn into French. Mon Dieu, yeah, I'm not French. If I'm not the only redneck out there Ray, that, didn't, not, that didn't redneckize that. Please let I, us know. You've right. never heard that. You're okay. That term I didn't before? get it either. Okay. When somebody says "we" and you say "no," I'm not French. I'm no. We, we is it? No, no, I, I know what you okay. mean by no, we. Okay. We, guys are, we got you now. We got you now. Man, well, I yeah. got a redneck to my left. I got a hillbilly to my right. And I got a boy from Kentucky sitting next to me. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this Tell is you right now. You don't you be talking about them are Kentucky. Love chicken, man. Love that fried chicken. Well, speaking of which, if we're going to have these guys go back and listen to episode 37 and see if they picked it up, how can they contact us? And let us know. Oh, oh good lord. What do you got going on? This oh, is called no. Shepherd's Pie. Oh my gosh, Why are we doing this? <laughs> searches. Come on, baby. You know Why are you doing this to our listeners? A little bit of mashed Why? potatoes Honest, on top. Honestly, that. that sounds like the intro to a bad pornographic movie. Yeah, it does, man. There's no uh, Shepherd's Pie. We might have to. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Who ordered what the Portuguese the- sausage? Hey, this would be the theme song if Mike and Josh were having a cooking show making shepherd's pie. <laughs> shepherd's pie by the underbelly. Hey, Mike, you know, the mayor and David Jones making shepherd's pie. <laughs>
What is going on right now? I won't even go into what we researched before we did this podcast. Oh, good. No, 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 please don't. Not, please no, don't. Do no, that. Mike. No. no, we don't need any Kentuckyisms going on. Oh, I got a million. Excuse me. Urban Dictionary. It's groovy, yeah, baby. It's groovy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are listening to. Oh, sorry. It's getting ready to get my radio voice there. Shepherd's no. Pie by the Underbelly. Listen on Spotify, yeah. iTunes. Lowrider. We do not own the rights to that song. Yeah, we, no. we don't want to. We don't want but it's to. groovy. It is groovy. It is. Are we going to let Joe talk a little bit about some social media tonight? Are you going to talk to my... Maybe. Dude, I, I can't even collect myself right now. I don't even know what's going on. Well, Joe tell Joe's you what's not going on. <laughs> Shepard's pie. <laughs> let it go, Joe. All right, Fritz. Jukebox Fritz. Here we go. Bring it on down. What are they? Win Johnny. Coming up next on... Sorry, I just totally went off on a radio tangent. <laughs> Please no, welcome Joe our, our social media, guys, is really doing awesome. And I want to thank you guys so much for reaching out and doing what you do. And I want to remind you guys, if you are listening and you subscribe to the Battle Podcast on iTunes, on Apple, Play, Apple Music, or Google Play, or even on Spotify... I encourage you guys to come over to our Instagram and our Facebook, click on like on our Facebook and click on follow on Instagram and, you know, just be a part of the content that we're putting out there as well. Now, don't forget, we're also on Parlor. So every episode and everything that we post, we're cross posting on Parlor. So uh, check us out at the battle podcast. And if for, 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 for crying out loud, email Fritz, the yes. battle podcast. Yes. Team. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> what do they win, Johnny? Back to you, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. Oh, you guys are killing me right now. This is like a Why hit do we do this? Right. Why do we do this to our listeners? That's what I want to know. Why? And because we, they like it. We because fight tooth and nail to get them, and you guys do everything you can to run them. <laughs> well, you know, here's to the guy that's driving to work right now. He's pissed off because he has to go to work, but he's thankful that he has a job. Damn so right. He's dude. listening to us to get a little fortitude, you know, to get a little happiness, a little hope in his life, a little kick in the groin, softly. You know, all those things. Battle podcast. Email me, damn it. Uh, email Fritzy, please, God. Email Fritzy so we can stop. You want this. God? God to email Fritzy? I don't care just, who does it. Just uh, email uh, the he man. He does quite frequently. Yeah, <laughs> he's, got, he's got him on the direct line. Oh, good <laughs> lord! Oh, I gotta have that. Good oh my night. god! We got too many people. Too many. <laughs> oh, this is the episode where we go off the rails. All right. Anyway, so let's jump right into it, Johnny. Well, I'm glad that we have let's lightened see, up the mood. Do. I'm glad that we've lightened up the mood because if let's get assertive. Well, we're yeah, can you say that, Ray? Assertive? Uh, 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 no, I didn't think uh, so. I didn't think so, Ray. Stop. Anyway, if there's an, I'm assertive. I'll deal with this. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that we had an opportunity to lighten up the mood because last week, you know, we talked about some serious stuff. We talked mm -hmm. about identifying, recognizing, and uh, and taking responsibility for the wounds in our lives. Right. right. Yep. And uh, this week, I think we need to go a little bit further talking about that because, you know, this is a lot to unpack. And I think one of the biggest things that we need to focus on as men is breaking the chains. Yep. We've got to break the chains of what's going on in our lives in order to make things different and for things to be better. Right. We, you know? we, we talked about addressing the wounds in the last podcast. And that's step one. We also talked about how hard it is to take that first step. So now once we've taken that step, we have to do something about it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you know, Fritz, Fritz said this so, so well last week, he's talking about the fact that, you know, when you're doing certain things that remind you of, say, your father, 
I'm like, wow, man, it's like, wow, that reminds me of my dad, right? Well, the important thing was there is to recognize that. Now you can take the good and the bad, whatever it may be, but if you got to filter out the things that are going to be detrimental, right? Mm -hmm. So when you recognize those things that come to a manifestation in you, when they start to come out of you, you got to grab a hold of them and you've got to make a decision at that point. Am I going to continue this cycle or am I going to stop it right now? Right. Am I going to break this chain? Because you look at a lot of uh, families, for instance, and I was thinking about this as I was driving from work today. You know, we can sit here and make all kinds of excuses and we've addressed that in the last podcast, but you know, there are a lot of families you can, you can physically see where people have broken the chains and say poverty, for instance. Right. You know, people that have grown up in a, in a very tough and, um, you know, poverty stricken, stricken background that have fought their entire lives to do something and to be something to be able to be financially, you know, viable in their own lives, be able to be sustainable and have a certain lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Well, and basically a lot of times I could just be not repeating what it was. So your father, your grandfather, and great, great grandfather, you can see the path that they went down. Say they were all well diggers. They all dug wells and they all did it on their own instead of working for somebody else. And it never ended well. So instead of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting a different outcome, which is the definition of insanity, you decide to veer off and say, I'm going to go work for these people over here and work my way to the top. You're going to make that change because you ultimately have a choice to repeat the same thing that was done generations before you. Well, I think the biggest thing we need to focus on is behavior, right? Yes. We want to break the chains of bad behavior. You know, I mean, we have to, we, we, we mentioned the two words in the last episode that we talked about was, you know, to recognize and to take responsibility. Well, now that you've recognized what they are and you've taken responsibility for them, now you've got to focus on, okay, how am I going to stop this? How am I going to change this? How is this going to be different from my life and my children's lives, my wife's life, the, you know, the people that I have, you know, an impact on. Mm. And, you know, we've talked a lot last episode about the fact that, you know, we can point fingers and blame everybody we want to, but we've got to understand that we play a role in this now. You know, as a man, I've got to make a decision. If, you know, it's just kind of like if, if, if my dad smacked me around as a kid, it doesn't give me a right to smack my kids around. You know, my father, I'll give you an example. My father was physically beaten when he was a kid. He grew up in a very uh, poverty stricken home. They Five of them slept in one bed with a sheet. They were all bedwetters and they, came, they had a big, mm. they had a harsh life. You know mm. what I mean? My dad ate a cheese sandwich every day before he went to school. That was his breakfast. You know, and he had a cheese sandwich for lunch. He had one pair of pants and one shirt. He wore them every day. Mm. His had black slacks and they were shiny because they wore them all the time. Right now, you know, you, when we were coming up, my dad hardly ever put his hands on us right? because he was beaten. You know, he was afraid to put himself in that situation. So he broke the chain there of physical abuse. He said, I'm not going to do this with my children. Right. You know, um, he also made sure that, you know, he was a provider for his family. Now, granted, my parents were divorced, everything else, but in the families that he did have, you know, he used, he always worked, he always provided, made sure they had what they needed. I mean, that's a form of break in the chain. I mean, my grandfather was what you call a little bit of an entrepreneur or wanted to be one. Uh, he actually bought the uh, basement of a house and put a roof on it. Mm. And my father didn't have insulation in that house till he was like a senior in high school. 
So for toilet set on cinder blocks. So for us sitting here in Florida where there are no basements, my, the only thing I can think of is that a house up North that has a basement has a concrete foundation. Right. And it burnt down and then somebody took the money from it. No, no? they never finished building a house. Oh, so they They just built the foundation, never built the house. So he put, just put a roof on it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause I, I never would have thought that I'm, I mean, we, we don't have, basements. we call it a cellar house, but basically it was just basically a foundation that they put a roof on. I mean, it, like, again, like I said, I mean, he is had a toilet that sat on cinder blocks. Wow. You know, hot water. They didn't have that. They had to boil it. Mm. So, I mean, there are all these different things that have impacted him growing up as a kid that he could have very easily said, well, you know, what? Uh, you know, I'm going to just do the same thing as an adult, but he didn't. You know? Right. So your dad made a choice he had to break he, that chain. Yeah. He had a, he had a, he identified something that was wrong and made a choice to change that. Right. Rather than just saying, Hey, it was good enough for me and be good enough for my kids. That's where we're going to do it. Right. And that's what we have to do as men is we have to identify that. And we talked about it in the last podcast, we have to look within ourselves and figure out why do we behave that way? Why do we act that way? Why do we lash out? Why does this happen? And then you have to make that choice to change. Well, I mean, Joe made a very good point last week when he was talking about, a seed of doubt that was planted. You know, yeah. Joe, you mentioned that. So, and a lot of times it comes down to words and what we have to learn is, is there's power in words. And, you know, are you going to continue the cycle of, of, of injecting poison in people? Or are you going to build people up? You know and, I mean? and just to kind of go along with what you're talking about, John, uh, talking about breaking chains on the total opposite spectrum of where you're at with what you had to go through and what your father had to go through I recently have had to shake some things up in my own life. I've had to pull away from things that I thought were, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, were kind of, uh, how do I say this? We're, were fruitful, but at the same time, we're also like absorbing me to a point to where I had nothing else to give back. And, you know, I'm in this season of reset and I had to break the chains of that monotony that day after day after day, that, that mundane feeling of just, Okay, here I am punching the clock, doing what I need to do. But at, this, at the same time, there had to be a moment, a breaking point where I had to realize within myself that I had to break those chains, step back and allow myself to absorb, to heal and to reset. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm kind of in a reset pattern where I'm just going through some things and I'm just allowing you know God to direct my path. But at the same time, I'm actually got some room to breathe some room to focus, some room to do some things that I haven't been able to do in a long time, which is art and music and just some of the things that, um, you know, I, I kind of feel that are going to be beneficial down the road. Well, you know, I was just thinking about this when you were talking about that and, and, you know, and we've, you know, you've talked before in the podcast about, you know, your upbringing and how you grew up with being, you know, mm -hmm. sick and having, you know, be confinement to a certain degree because you couldn't go out and do the things other kids did. Well, in the process of that, you had to keep yourself busy. I did. And so, and entertained. So you absorbed yourself in that. And as an adult male now, you've got to be careful of not, because now you've got a different life. You've got a wife now. You've yep. got, you know, other people dependent upon you. You've got things that you do outside of just yourself. Oh, right? yeah. And so now you've got to be able to learn how to balance that. And I think that's a perfect example of you resetting and saying, you know what? Whereas before, this is something you have embedded in yourself. It's almost like something 
it's almost like a self-inflicted, it's a blessing, but almost like a self-inflicting wound at the it, same it, time. It goes back to something I, I, I mean, you had a conversation recently about uh, website design and I used to do websites for a living and, and I did them like all the time. At one time I was juggling 40 some clients as one person. And so my phone was ringing at all hours of the day and night. And here I am, it's eight o'clock at night, dinner's not done. And my wife's got to get in bed in 45 minutes. That's the moment when you realize, what am I doing here? And that's, that's what I'm talking about. Breaking the change is realizing that, hey, I'm taking away from time that I need to be with my wife. I need to be with my family. I need to decompress. I need to reset and unwind. Well, and also understanding that the value that you feel in those other areas in your life, you, you get that from another source. Now, right. You know, yeah. and, and understanding that that, you know. You're trading one thing for another. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because there are different facets of what we're talking about here. You know, it's not just one thing. It's not just one situation like, oh, I had a crummy life and now I act this way. No, it's about just making sure that you're breaking the chains and the cycle in your life that are causing you issues in your relationships. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right, Ray? Right. And doing the self-assessment, you have to look within yourself and see what is happening. And you can, you've got two paths you can take with it. You can use it as an excuse or you can use it as fuel to head a different path. And you had a great example of that. You had an example of your dad who was a, he was a hard worker, but he was a workaholic. Right. Exactly. He was never home. I saw my dad maybe three months out of the year and that wasn't all at one time. That was sprinkled out throughout the year. So at a very young age, I decided that I was going to use it as fuel and that I was not going to do that to my family. Now there's nothing wrong with my dad. My dad was a great man. He did what he was doing because it's what he thought was best to provide for the family. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. And I, I just saw it differently as a kid, you know, which, which is, there's, there's no harm to that whatsoever, but you have to be able to identify that and not continue it. So my brother and I both made the decision that we weren't going to travel, that we were going to be home for our family. But my dad was breaking a chain as well. So his father, my grandfather was one who was always working, always, you know, struggling. You know, he was a coal miner for a little while became a plumber up in Ohio. You know, he did a lot of different things just trying to provide for six kids and a wife. So my dad had that mindset that I need to provide for six kids and a wife, but I'm not going to drag them along with all this stuff. I want to provide better. I want more money for them. I want more success for them. And he succeeded. He did that. He did that great. But after he retired, he felt bad. He felt guilty that he was never there, that he wasn't able well, to. Well, there's a cost to everything, right? There, there is. is. And, you know, the other part of it too is, is that there is a seed that's planted though. And it's not that it's a negative thing, but if we're not careful as men, it's like you can get caught up in finding value in your work. Mm -hmm. You can get caught up in, in thinking that I have to work this hard, this many hours. And it may not even be traveling because you went through a stage too in your life where you may not have been traveling, but you were working. You right. know what I mean? And, and I wasn't to, there. Right. And you had to get that reset, like Joe had mentioned. Mm -hmm. To get yourself pulled back and go, I got to stop this because I don't want to continue this chain of events that's going on in my life, or I need to break this chain now so that I'm not inflicting upon. And it's, I hate to use the word inflicting, but it, it does because, like you said, it's important to understand that we can't devalueize what you felt as a child, even though your father was doing the best that he knew how to do. It still doesn't change the fact of how you were impacted as a kid by it, right? And the way that you saw it, and we got to be you know, cognitive of that and understand that that's what our kids are going to see. Like dad loves a job more than me. Dad's never home. Dad, you know, you we're doing what we can to provide, but 
sometimes they don't see it that way. Right. And we brought, sorry, real quick. We, you, you brought up a great point is that I did, we, as men, we have to constantly evaluate what we're doing because I broke that chain and I said, I'm not going to travel, but I was still doing the same thing, immersing myself in work. I was home every night, but I was never home during the day while the kids were up and the kids were moving, the kids were doing things. So I had to step back and reevaluate that going, okay, I'm not traveling, but damn, I'm still not home. Right. So it's a constant evaluation of yourself that you have to do as a man. And you go, you, know, you think that that's where your value comes from too. And that's what's expected of you as a man. Yeah. Sorry about that. Jumbo. No, no. I, everything you just said was just awesome. And I, just to tag on with what you were talking about, I'm very thankful that I had the wisdom and discernment to be able to recognize it and not let it go as long as it did. Right. Because, you know, I, I've seen that happen in other families and other friends in my life. You know, they get so into their job and into the work and, and they totally check out on the rest of their life. And that becomes essentially their God, their idol, if you will, that uh, that's their one main thing. But I'm very thankful that I was able to, to see that and kind of look at it and go, Oh, wait a minute. I need to, what am I doing here? You know, I'm, I'm my wife, I've only, she's been home for three and a half hours and I not even said hello to her hardly. Right. That's not good. And also I know, cause, cause I know your story and I know as you were going through it, you can't fight this on your own. No. You have to reach out. You have to have a core group of guys that you can reach out to, to question, to let them know what you're going through and get some good wisdom from them. Cause I know you reached out to John. I did many I, times. John has been my mentor and, and he's, he's, he's one thing I always needed in my life was a man to tell me no BS. Just tell me what I need to hear. You, you know, my life better than anybody. What do I need to and he's always been that one guy for me. And I've told you that, John, I'm not blowing smoke, but I'm just saying, man, God's put you in my path for that specific reason. And thankfully, I, I, I didn't dive down those rabbit holes of being overly consumed with a lot of things. Right. And a lot of guys, it's easy to do that. It's easy to kind of put yourself on an island and think, I got this, I got this, I'll figure it out. Even if I'm going the wrong way, I'll correct my path. But you need that core group of guys that you can lean on to, to help guide you and direct you. And I know that the Mainer has some stats on these people that how you're affected as a child and how you can carry that on to your current relationship and your current family and the people you're around. And a lot of times you just don't think about it, but it happens. And the Mainer pulled up some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, before I get into that, I want to bring up something that I brought up last week. About my grandfather, about my dad. And uh, when my grandmother passed, he told that story. And actually, when my grandfather passed, and like, I'll tell you one thing. I was truly, I told my family this, and my sister and I talked about it. You know, she's not very, you know, I wouldn't say religious, but um, we talked about how we've been truly blessed to have all four of our grandparents in our lives. And within the past five years, we lost them all. Mm. Um, so within that time frame, we're like, we kept talking about, oh, we're blessed. We have them all. We hear all their friends lose theirs. And when I heard my, 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 my dad talk about that funeral, I talked to my grandmother after the funeral because my grandfather was killed in a car accident. He was, you know, he, he kind of had something to do with it because he kind of was having a hard time driving and stuff like that. But long story short, um, my grandmother brought up the idea, uh, brought up a lot of things that I never knew about my grandfather. I, I would went to church with him. I would sit and he would be the first one front row with the pastor, everything. But then you hear these stories and I'm like, wow, I never knew that my grandfather was like that. 
you know, the, I'm not going to go into detail on that, but it's just like, I never knew that was the, the man I, you know, grew up as a grandfather, like loved as a grandfather was not the person I was hearing from my grandmother. So when I brought up the whole thing with my dad, my dad made sure to be like, he did everything he would for the kids, but he worked harder because he was kind of, you know, told he was never going to amount to anything. So he would constantly be at the work, be at the office, be everything like that. So that's one of those things that's like, I mean, it wouldn't be in the office. He works at a mill, but uh, he would be in his, in his desk, but he would make sure to put like, I remember one guy when I worked at the, over the summer, over the mill and he come up to me and said, Hey, who's your dad? And is your dad in my games? I said, yeah. He goes, have you ever met him? Cause he was constantly at the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that was like, he did it for the kids and I knew exactly why he did it. Um, because he wanted his family to grow up differently than everybody else. So, so I will, I will get into the stats, but I just wanted to bring that part up because like literally you can see that, you know, I'm trying to do my best to be there for my kids, but I'm catching, I mean, when Joe brought up the whole thing about working for a website, like right now I have two jobs. Um, and I work for a baseball program and literally I'm either working email and parents, everything like that. And I'm taking time away from my kids when it comes to that. So that's something that's definitely, I've had John talking to me about that. I've had a couple people talking about, so it's like, you know, what is enough is enough. So it sounds like you've kind of had an epiphany during this podcast. Oh, no, I mean, it it definitely came up. I mean, I've thought about it for a while. It's like, all right, when do you, when do you have it? So it's just like, you know, when do you focus on your family? When do you focus on this stuff? But I mean, it's a profession that I want to get into. So that's why I kind of want to stick with it. But, um, but that's, it it definitely, it was definitely hit me. And I've had these talks with John's. I had talked with other people um, about this and even definitely my wife, you know, is this something I'm doing? I'm over pursuing um, and it's not benefiting my kids. Cause originally when I was in Maine, it was because there's a chance my son could play for that program and I'd eventually get in there. But anyway, um, without getting too deep, I do want to bring up that stat. So sorry for going off tangent, but no, I mean, um, that, that's important. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think what you just said there is so profound, Mike, because it's a perfect example of a man taking a self-evaluation. And that's really what we're talking about here in this podcast mm-hmm. is, you know, taking a self-evaluation of where you're at and what you're doing and it's, and asking yourself some really tough questions, you know, is this beneficial? Am I spending too much time? Am I recreating the same, uh, you know, legacy that I had before me? I mean, like you said, your dad worked hard. He did it for the family, but he was still working a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you, you got to yeah. look at that and go, what's the price you're going to pay and what's the cost mm-hmm. and what are you willing to give up? And I think that's where the, where the conundrum comes in because now you've got to sit there and figure out where is this balance? Yeah. And those are really healthy, strong, powerful questions mm-hmm. that men need to really be asking themselves and doing a self-evaluation. Like, am I breaking the cycle? Am I breaking the chains or am I continuing on with this pattern of behavior that I know that affected me even though there's a lot of positives, we can sit here all day long and none of us want to bash on our parents. Okay. But the reality of it is, is we've all been wounded by our parents in one way or another, whether we realize it or not, or want to accept it or not. It, there's been a lot of positives. There's some negatives. It happens because they're imperfect people raising imperfect people. And, and we're definitely wounding our children too, to some extent. You're absolutely right. We are. I can see it now sometimes with my son, because I've, I think that he, he's afraid to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And because he's afraid to make a mistake, he doesn't do anything. Right. And, and I think that that's because he doesn't want to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. So what seed have I planted in him? But not to, I don't want to disappoint my dad. I don't want to disappoint my dad. So I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's not a good seed to plant. And I'm re- recognizing that. And I have to pull back and say, and learn how to be a better encourager and learn how to 
steer them in a better direction and show them more love and appreciation and everything else. Let's go into the stats real quick. Because we, yeah, I think no it's important that we make sure the listeners yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, definitely. It's like uh, the one thing I did see, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I've looked for a while actually to see if I can find some actual literally stats of like someone who was, their father was an alcoholic, their father was a, even their mother was an alcoholic. I found some stats when it came to abuse um, when it comes to alcoholic. Um, but there is interesting stat about 6.6 million people, million, million children under the age of 18 live in households where there's at least one alcoholic parent. And this leads up to when they get older, cognitive, emotional, and behavior problems. And mm -hmm. a couple of these did mention about two thirds of the people in currently in treatment for drug abuse were, were reportedly abused or neglected as children. So that's a that's a definitely a stat when it comes to um, how you can break the chain. Like literally you can find out that all of a sudden that, yeah, my dad was an alcoholic or my dad abused me or my mom physically or mentally abused me. Like, why do you have to continue that? What, what, like, like John said last week, like, you know, just because I was hit doesn't mean I'm going to hit my kid. You know what I mean? That, right. That's you the biggest make a decision. thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. You can break the chain. Right. But you know, it goes back to what, uh, Richie said too. A lot of times it's learned behavior, but it goes back to, you've got to be able to take, you know, a real strong inventory of you as a man. And start asking some tough questions. You know, everything we're talking about tonight is so powerful because I believe that there are so many men out there right now that haven't taken that inventory, that are scared. Yeah, I said it. We're scared. And the reason I say that is because I was scared too, and I'm scared too. Let's just cut through all the crap. You know, it's hard when you sit there and you have to look at yourself and realize that there are things in your life that you've got to change, things you've got to do better. You know, as a man, you sit back and it's real easy to look at your kids and go, why is he not doing this? And why is she not doing that? Why don't you ask an even tougher question? What did I do to invoke that behavior or that fear of my child? Was there something I could have said or something I could have done differently? Is there some kind of behavior that I have that's affecting them in a way that's not good? And I got to take ownership for that. I've got to recognize it. I got to, you know, take responsibility for that as a man, as a father. Same thing with our wives. I mean, are we, you know, when we get certain responses or the way that they respond or act or, or treat us, we got to ask ourselves questions like, why does she treat me like that? Why does she respond that way? How am I impacting that? Where's that coming from on me? You see, the toughest thing for us to do, men, is to look at ourselves. You know, it's real easy, as we said last week, to point fingers. But right now, at this point in time in our lives, we have got to learn what it is to break the chains. You can break the chains right here, right now. Make the decision. Make the choice. Tell yourself it enough is enough. Be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Take a good look around and take responsibility where you fall in. What have you done to make what's going on around you happening? And what can you do to change that? The world is waiting on men. I don't know if you guys understand that. Sometimes I think even I struggle with that. But the reality of it is, is we are waiting on men to stand up and take responsibility. You know, we've been in a very tough year. 2020 has been difficult for a lot of us. And it's been a real sad time of pointing fingers and playing the blame game. And what we need to do as men right now is take responsibility recognize what's going on in each and every one of us, take responsibility and say enough is enough and break them damn chains and quit making excuses. If you're sitting back and you're listening to this podcast right now, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, 
Are there things that are going on in my life right now that are just a continuation of misery that went on in my past? Your children and your wife don't deserve to pay for the sins of other people. I think that our producer so eloquently put that in one of our other podcasts. Why do we make other people pay for the sins of other people? Guys, we've got to break these chains. We've got to get up. We've got to stand up. We've got to man up. The world is not looking for sheep. It's looking for lions. And when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. 